and you receive it. Salvation is not a goal to achieve. It is a gift to receive. It's wonderful. Okay, so we're in the third week of a series called uh, Simplify, just simplifying our life. And we're taking this from a scripture in 2 Corinthians 11, and I've read it out of a different version every week. I read it out of the New American Standard, then not the first week, the New King James, and then I just started reading different versions, and I just thought I'd read it out of the message version this weekend, all right? So 2 Corinthians 11.3 from the message version says, and now I'm afraid. I just want you to realize who's talking. This is the Apostle Paul. And he says, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of something. That exactly as the snake seduced Eve with his smooth patter. Patter means uh, fast talking, uh, like uh, some sales people, okay? Not all, if you're seeing sales, I didn't say you. Some salespeople, okay? Um, With his smooth, fast talking, that you are being lured away from the simple purity of your love for Christ. Now, the title of the message is The Secret of the Treasure. But let me just say, we're talking about being simply devoted to Christ. And Paul is saying, I'm afraid that the same way the serpent seduced or deceived Eve, he'll draw you away from the simplicity of devotion or love to Jesus. Okay, so let me say, make this statement. The secret of loving Jesus is knowing that you are loved by Jesus. The secret of giving love to Jesus is actually receiving love from Jesus. And we're gonna look at the treasure, but in, in this, in, I mean in this, in this parable of the treasure, but let me just show you that the secret of loving him is being loved by him. Let me just show it to you, all right? In one verse, it's very famous. Watch this verse. 1 John 4, 19, we love him because, there's the, the because, he first loved us. We, we love him because he first loved us, all right? So, uh, let me read you the, the one verse parable and then I'll tell you how and why we've gotten it wrong and, and prove it to you and show it to you, right? Here it is, Matthew 13, verse 44. Again, the, the, now remember there are seven, the last three begin with the word again and I'll talk about that later. This is Jesus speaking, by the way. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And the, the, for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Okay, just, just want to read it one more time so we get it, all right? The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, 
which a man found and hid, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Okay, the traditional understanding is that the kingdom is the treasure, that we are the man, and that we give up everything to get the kingdom. That's the traditional understanding. Okay, I'm gonna give you three reasons why that's wrong, okay? Uh, You can't find it, you can't hide it. I'm talking about the kingdom. You can't find it, you can't hide it, and you definitely can't buy it. Now, I'm gonna explain it to you, so just stay with me, because I can already feel the skepticism in the room. It's okay. I'm okay. I've been doing it 40 years. I don't mind skepticism, because in a minute we get to the Bible, and you think, oh, wow, there it is, right there. And Jesus is the one that explained this parable. But you cannot find the kingdom on your own. What you may not realize is, is that our minds have been blinded by the little g God of this world, by Satan. We can't find the kingdom. The Holy Spirit leads us to the kingdom. We can't find it. Second of all, we can't hide it. Now, Jesus said, don't hide the light that's in you. No one lights a candle, a lamp, and, 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 and hides it under a basket, but he puts on lamps in it. So you can hide the light that's in you. But if you're prideful enough to think that you personally can hide the entire kingdom, then I feel sorry for you. You can't hide the kingdom, it's too big. And thirdly, you can't buy it. Uh, And I can tell you why you can't buy it, two reasons. Number one, it's not for sale. And number two, you couldn't afford it if it were for sale. You cannot buy heaven. You can't buy your way into heaven. You can't buy the kingdom of heaven. So that's the traditional, and that's what the commentaries actually say, unless there's been a new one written since I read those, okay? So let me tell you actually now what the meaning is. (laughs) The field is the world. And just a few verses up, when Jesus is explaining the parable of the wheat and the tares, Matthew 13, verse 38, says the field is the world. Did y'all, did y'all catch that? <laughs> the field is the world. And Jesus himself said it. So how can you come down just a few verses later and not understand that? The field is the world. It's not the kingdom. The man is Jesus, and the treasure is you. See, this is what Jesus is trying to say. He's trying to say that I became a man and I came into this world and I found you. You, See, the reason that I'm really harping on this, not just focusing, I'm harping on it today. Which is more romantic? If I say to Debbie, I am never going to leave you because I am obligated to stay with you. I'm obligated. The law tells me I I have to stay with you until death do us part. So since I'm obligated by the law, I'm going to stay with you. Night, night. (laughs) 
Is that more romantic or is it better to say, sugar, I promise you, I will never leave you. I couldn't leave you because I love you with every fiber of my being. It's love, right? Okay. You say, well, even if you say that, Pastor Robert, you are human. You do make mistakes. I get that. But let me tell you, there is someone who doesn't make any mistakes. His name is Jesus. And he said, I will never leave you. I will never leave you. And that is what causes me to never want to leave him. Not because I'm obligated by some system of rules, but because I'm in love with him. You understand what I'm saying? You are treasure. And I am very sorry if you haven't been treated as treasure. But you are treasure. You are treasure. And in the very same way Jesus found the treasure, he was looking for it, and Jesus gave up everything to get the treasure. You are treasure. Um, You were meant, ladies, to be pursued. God created you to be pursued. You like to be pursued. Men, you were created to pursue. uh, Men like to find things. They like to go on adventures. Even back, you know, before you went, you had grocery stores and, and DoorDash. I don't know the last time I've actually gone to a grocery store. But before we ordered them to our door, even before then, we had to go out and find our food. We pursued our food. Men like to pursue, women like to be pursued. I can can prove that women like to be pursued by one thing that they say a lot. If something, if the man's in trouble for something and he doesn't know most of the time what he's in trouble for, but he's in trouble for something, what's amazing is he'll say, "Just, just tell me what I did. And what does a woman say? Well, if I have to tell you, because she wants to be pursued. She wants you to think about it. She wants, it's, anyway, it's crazy. But anyway, that's just the way it is, okay? All right, so let me give you the three, the, I actually have four points this way. I said three to them, so you should. Here's number one, Jesus finds you. You don't find Jesus, Jesus finds you. Remember, we, t- we took all this from Adam and Eve, okay? So I can prove this point real, real simply. When Adam and Eve sinned, did they go looking for God or did God go looking for them? And were their descendants? I'm just letting you know Jesus is the man. Jesus is the one who came to the world looking for the treasure. God gave the management of the world to Adam and Eve, they lost it to Satan. And Satan sees you as junk, but Jesus sees you as treasure. And he came looking for you. James found money growing up. He always found money. I mean, always. He, he found dollar bills, $5 bills, $10 bills, $20 bills. He found $100 bills. I mean, it was just crazy. Um, Walmarts, grocery stores, parking lots, you know, in church on the floor, you know, I told him, you got to put that in the offering box, you know, so, you know, but, and we're walking across one time going to a Texas Rangers baseball game, 
And we had to walk across, had to, you know, have to park about a mile away. And we were walking across this field that apparently that was the only field they couldn't buy. Thousands of people walking across this field, you know, just rows of people, grass pressed down and all. And it was, I was in the front, then Debbie, then Josh, then Elaine, then James. I used to teach them, say to James and Josh, you watch Elaine and I'll watch mom and we're going to take care of the girls. And that's the way, that's what men do, you know. And so anyway, so we're walking along. So I've gone, Debbie's gone, Josh is gone, Elaine's gone. And James says, dad, here's $20. (laughs) Found $20. Thousands of people walking across the field. And so one day, I just said to the Lord, Lord, why does James always find money? This is what the Lord, I felt like, said to me, because he's looking for it. He's looking for it everywhere he goes. He's looking for money. He values it. In the same way, I'm just telling you, God values you. So Jesus finds you. Here's number two, Jesus buys you. Jesus didn't steal you, he bought you. If you didn't know this, And Hebrews 9 and 13 tells us with his own blood. That's what he bought you with. 1 Corinthians 6, 20, for you were bought at a price. And it says the field is the world. Maybe you don't know this also. He bought the whole world. He bought everyone in the world. Now that doesn't mean everyone's saved because he gave you a free will. So you can choose whether you go to heaven or hell. God doesn't send you, you get to choose where, where you go, where you spend eternity. That's your choice. But he bought the whole world. Here's another way to say it. 2 Corinthians 5, 19. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing or counting their sins against them. He's already, he's already died for the whole world. He's not gonna die again. He's already done. So he risked everything for you. Um, the value of anything is determined by what someone's willing to pay for it. If you're going to sell me a car and you say this car's worth $40,000, let's see what you can sell it for. Because you might only sell it for 30. That's the value of the car then. Um, I I thought about this, baseball cards, you know. Um, and so I actually looked it up, but I asked Debbie, I said, what do you think the most expensive baseball card is that's ever been sold? And she had a good answer. She said, Babe Ruth. And I said, that's actually the third. That was mine too. Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle were my two choices, their rookie cards. Babe Ruth's rookie card sold a while back for $4.2 million. Don't you wish you had kept it? <laughs> Mickey Mantle's sold for $5.2 million. But in August of 2021, I never even heard of this guy, Honus Wagner. You ever heard that name? Some of you, if you're a baseball fan, you've heard it. But if you're not, you, you know, it's like me giving you a Greek word. Honus Wagner, in August 2021, his card sold for $6.6 million. And I looked it up to see why it was so valuable. You know why it was so valuable? because after his rookie year, they had to get the baseball's players permission to print the cards, and it was during prohibition, and he was a teetotaler because he had alcoholism in his family, so they were trading back then baseball cards for illegal liquor, so he didn't give them permission to ever print any more of his cards, and this was the only one left. 
sold for 6.6. Okay, now that's a lot for a baseball card. But do you realize that the highest price that's ever been paid was paid for you? Because it was the blood of Jesus. You cost the blood of Jesus. That's how valuable you are. I'm, I'm just trying to let you know you're the treasure. You are the treasure. So he finds you, he buys you. Number three, he hides you. For Colossians 3, 3, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ. John 10, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give. They don't earn or buy. I give them eternal life. Wonder how long eternal is. And they shall never perish. Wonder what the word never means. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. Ephesians 1 verse 13, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, now watch this, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased, remember you were bought, possession to the praise of his glory. The reason, the reason I'm, 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 again, I'm harping on this is because you need to know that Jesus loves you and he bought you and you actually belong to him. Now, that's, that's really good news. You belong to him. He paid for you. And you're in his hand and you're in the Father's hand and you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. There's the Trinity right there. You see, it's just, it's like this. I brought a uh, envelope up here. So you got this right here, here it is. And I did it where I wouldn't have to lick it because I didn't want y'all to get grossed out. And then went up to spit on the front row down here. So you, you pull this out and you seal it like this. And then I wrote on it and I'm gonna put it on the screen so you can see what it says. Do not open until the day of redemption. That's what it says. It says you're sealed until the day of redemption. And then they take the envelope, according to the Bible, and they put it in Jesus' hand, and then they put it in the Father's hand. Do you realize how safe you are in the hands of God, sealed by the Holy Spirit? Sealed by him. So, he finds you, he buys you, and then he hides you, and then number four, he rejoices over you. He rejoices over you. Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, joy, remember that, endured the cross despised in the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Why is he sat down? Because it's finished. There's nothing else that needs to be done for your salvation. But what was the joy set before him? It was the joy of finding you, buying you, hiding you, and keeping you safe until the day of redemption. That was his joy. 
And I'm telling you, you're the treasure. Let me just give you two verses. Exodus 19, verse five. You shall be a special treasure to me. And Isaiah has more messianic scriptures than any of her book of the Bible. This is a messianic scripture spoken first to the king of Cyrus, but talking from the father to the son. I could have also given you Psalm 2 where the father says to the son, ask of me and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. But this is referring to that as well. Uh, Isaiah 45 verse 3, I will give you the treasures of darkness. We were in darkness and the father gave us to the son. He gave the son the treasures of darkness like the $20 bill that everybody walked over but the son knew it was treasure. He knew it was treasure. So it's all through scripture. So let me just tell you, uh, right after this, you've got verse 44, a one verse parable. We just read Matthew 13, 44. Right after it, it changes everything about every parable you read when you realize that Jesus found you, that you didn't find him. He even tells the disciples, you did not choose me, I chose you. He tells them really clearly, you didn't choose me, I chose you. But watch right after this, this next, this is a two verse parable, verse 45 and 46 in Matthew 13. Again, now I wonder if sometimes Jesus said it like this to the disciples. <sighs> Again, <laughs> the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant. You are not the merchant, he's the one that paid with his own blood, seeking beautiful pearls. You're the beautiful pearls. Who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Another way to say that is left heaven, became a man, and shed his own blood so you could go to heaven. You are the treasure. The reason Paul said, I'm afraid, that in the same way Eve was deceived by the serpent, you'll be deceived, what he'll do is try to get you to understand that it's all about you. And it's not all about you. It's all about Jesus. It's not about your works, your righteousness. It's about his works and his righteousness. And you receive it. Salvation is not a goal to achieve. It is a gift to re receive. It's wonderful. And when you realize that Jesus loves you, no matter what, with all of his heart, forever and always, you'll love him. I promise you. And your life gets so much more simplified. Because it's just about loving Jesus. Just loving Jesus. Um, one last illustration. Every time when I leave work, uh, if I have to make an overnight trip and go speak somewhere, and Debbie for some reason doesn't go, which most times she does, but if she doesn't, when I get home, get, the, you know, get in the car from the airport, I call. When I leave work, I call. If I'm coming in from our place out of town, I went out to work during the day and you know, around in the land and study some, and then I'm coming home, I call. But every time I call her on the phone, she can vouch for this. I ask her two questions every time. 
are the doors locked and is the alarm on? Are the doors locked and is the alarm on? Here's why. Because she's my treasure. And I am going to protect her with everything that I have. And the great news is that you, see, see, she's my bride. You are the bride of Christ. And he is going to protect you. You can bank on it. He's going to protect you. He's going to protect you. Well, as you know, if you've heard me before, I am so grateful for Debbie. You know, when we're out and about and we meet people who watch on television or listen on radio or on the internet, they say, so this is Debbie, (laughs) because I talk about her a lot. And I am so grateful that she continues to choose to love me. But let me tell you about someone who continues to choose to love you. No matter what you've been through, no matter what difficulties, tragedies, traumas, because we live in a fallen world, this person said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. And his name is Jesus. And I think you heard this today so that I could just remind you that he has made a choice to love you. And you have made a choice to love him, even if you've had a difficult week. Don't let Satan put shame on you because God loves you and you love him. And you tell Satan that's the bottom line. Hey, I love you. I love you because you love Jesus and you love the Word of God. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. I love this series. We are going to, I am going to continue this series, so join us again. Many people describe their lives as hectic, busy, and overcomplicated, and it's easy to get overwhelmed and discouraged. In his series, Simplify, Pastor Robert shares how we can experience simplicity in our lives by making an intentional choice to love God and others. He encourages us to fully trust in God's love for us and live our lives simply devoted to God to experience the fullness of life and peace He has for us. And when you choose to love Him, then you're going to commit to Him. And when you commit to Him, then your life's going to be simplified. It's that simple. For your gift of any amount, we'll send you this entire teaching series on CD or as an audio digital download as our way of saying thank you. For your gift of $60 or more, you can also request Gateway Worship's newest album, Crowns Down. This uplifting collection of worship songs will connect your heart with God's, joining with all of heaven to declare that He alone is worthy of all praise, honor, and glory. We'll also send a brand new 21-day devotional about the Gospel of John titled, No Love Like This. Additionally, for your gift of $110 or more, you'll also receive a beautiful illustrating Bible edition of the Gospels, where you can meditate on God's Word as you journal through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Visit us at PastorRobert.com to get these special resources today. As always, thank you for your continuous prayers and generous financial support of Pastor Robert Morris Ministries. 
we've made it even easier for you to connect with us here at the all-new PastorRobert.com. You can watch or listen to current and previous episodes of our program. Shop in our online store with enhanced security and access a free weekly devotional. We hope that these features will help you find exactly what you need to continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. To learn more, visit us at PastorRobert.com.